Hello, friends. Welcome to That's Pretty Woo. Conversations about life, beauty, and magic. Because talking it out makes us all more connected. We're your hosts, Jordan Medina and Kayleen Seuss, two friends navigating the balance between making time for our work and passions while trying to be present in everyday life as mothers, partners, and citizens of the universe. Okay, let's chat. One of my favorite things to do is share inspiration and resources. So I'm super excited about today's episode. We are talking all about woo favorites. Yes, from books and apps to products and practices, we are going to chat about our favorite things. This one should be fun, especially as a follow-up to some of our episodes this season, like the ones about rituals, beauty, and minimalism. I wonder if I'm going to have to shop after we talk. Jordan, I just bought Dr. Singha's mustard bath because of you. (laughs) Can you start us off with some of your favorite woo books? Okay. So I'm going to start off with like some of my favorites of all time. And then I'm kind of going to get into like what I'm also currently reading because I'm always reading like a billion different books. But um, what I'm in right now, they're pretty woo, I guess. So my favorites like of all time, I have to say are – the advanced books would be like Eckhart Tolle and the A New Earth. I love that one. I think it's like so great. It's a little bit like advanced concepts, but I think it's like a beautiful book. I love the way he writes and he just, it's sort of about like self-actualization, which, you know, I think is such a broad term, but I think he has a beautiful way of explaining it and putting it. Mm-hmm. My other favorites are what I've mentioned in a different podcast is Letting Go. I love that book and I think it's just a good practical guide. However, it also is some like pretty text heavy and pretty advanced concepts. Yeah. And so if I were giving like somebody like this is your book to change your whole life and it's a super simple book and it's super beautiful and easy, I would definitely recommend The Four Agreements by Miguel oh, Ruiz. I love that book. I think it's so just... I, I even had my book club read it, which like none of them are very woo, but, um, or maybe like woo light and they all loved it. It was like one of the, everybody's favorite books that they read. And I think it's just so funny because like I always, people are like, what are the four agreements? And whenever I go to tell them, I always forget one and it's always like the one I need the most. So it just goes to show that like, that's a book you can read over and over and take these four little life lessons with you forever. And I just think it's, there's nothing better than that book. And oh, then, I haven't read that one in a long it's time. It's so good. And he has another one also if you're in like a romantic relationship. And especially if you're like, like I know my younger self, I struggled with like not understanding like love outside of codependency a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. when you're in that like kind of young relationship attachment mindset. But I yeah. think like sometimes that happens again, even as you're older. It doesn't necessarily oh, have anything yeah. to do with age. But I, he has a beautiful book called The Mastery of Love. And I also highly recommend that. And whenever anybody's going through any kind of a heartache, I always send that their way. Like mm-hmm. I don't even have my copy anymore. I've had like three copies that I've loaned out to people because I'm like, hey, you're struggling. Take this. And it's just such a beautiful like reminder of our independence as people as well as, you know, coming together. And it, just like the beauty of like the dynamic of a relationship in this like really simple terms. And those books are called Toltec Wisdom books. So hmm. um, I'm not sure like what Toltec Wisdom is, but I want to be a part of it. I've read <laughs> another book by a woman named Heather Ashamara, and she studied under Miguel Ruiz. And that one's called uh, Warrior Goddess Training. And it's more pertains to like the feminine aspect of all of this stuff. But that's a great book too. Hmm. Um, and then currently reading How to Break Up with Your Smartphone, which oh, yeah. I, I got that one. I've, I've already read it, um, but I'm I'm like trying to actually put into practice now like the 30 days because it's a 30-day program to mm-hmm. break up with your smartphone, which I just struggle with so badly. Like I truly do. Well, that's like you, 
I mean, you're living with a casino in your pocket. It's a casino in your pocket. Right. So I don't think when we say like that we're struggling with giving up our, like disconnecting from our phone, the thing we're not recognizing is that everything in your phone is made to make you feel like you need it. Well, that, the book talks about that. Okay. You know, it's like, it's a slot machine, you yeah. know, and it, it gives that whole scenario. But it's, it's the compulsion of it is what I find the most disturbing because like once the, once the phone started like tracking how many pickups you have and all that kind of stuff on its own, mm-hmm. I thought the most interesting thing was that for a week I checked it and every day I picked up my, it didn't matter how much time I spent on my phone. The time varied by like an hour each day. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that the pickups were like 63 every single day. And to me, there's nothing that speaks to a compulsion more than the fact that like you have an actual number of times a day where your hand goes to reach for the phone and picks it up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it it's just, an automatic behavior. It's an automatic behavior. Yeah. So like it really is going to take some mindful effort. And so reading a book, I think is very helpful. So it may not sound very woo, but yeah, like I the idea, ask. I guess it's sort of like what we've talked about before, where if you want to replace a habit with something new, like what are you using with that now free time? And like, mm-hmm. I want, I'm, I'm needing more of the freedom. I've done 30 day breaks from Instagram and people, it's like, I feel annoyed when I see people like, oh, BRB, like I'm leaving Instagram for a while, take a break. But yeah. I also ha- feel like I am obligated to do that because clients message me so often on the app to actually book their appointments or they're like, hey, you're not getting back to me. Like whenever I've taken a 30 day break and log back in, I have at least 10 messages from clients who yeah. are like, um, where's, where's the parking or like something, yeah. you know? And I'm like, oh gosh, like you need to like, <laughs> so I have two business ideas. One is like, we need to have an auto responder. Like somebody needs to create an auto, an app that's like an auto responder. They can like or, plug in. Yeah. That like is like Instagram. When you get a DM, that's it's a sent beautiful like, idea. I'm yeah. I'm away from my phone right now. If you can leave your name and number on my like email me or yeah. whatever. And then, oh, I lost the other one. It'll come back to me. Girl, you bet. Don't, don't be sharing these secrets. You need to just go to a developer and have them do it. Make no, that money. I think that that's, yeah, that's interesting. That ties into one of the books that I was going to talk about. So we'll save that. But I just think that one of the things that we need more of is people saying, I'm taking a break from my phone for for mental health reasons or for X, Y, Z. So I don't think, I understand that a lot of people get annoyed, especially when people come back from Instagram and they're like, I feel so amazing. I'm like, you're still back. But you're here. You're here again. (laughs) Yeah. How amazing. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I think that we do need people stepping up and, and showing that they're setting boundaries and that, cause we need examples of yeah, that. Yeah, I sure do. Because I, I like worry. I'm like, am I the only person struggling with this? And then it makes you, it's like, you're not like, of course, yeah. everyone is struggling to some capacity with this. It's a, you know, the technology addiction and yeah. I, um, I definitely am. So it's good to hear the book and like set the parameters and just try to navigate it on my own. And as best as I see fit, are there woo elements to the book or is it really more, the book is more of a practical guide. Okay. I mean, it's written by like a younger, like cool millennial girl. So it definitely has like a light element, mm-hmm. you know, like as millennials do, but I don't feel, yeah. I mean, we are millennials, but I feel like it's not necessarily woo in other books that I'm reading that I think are a little more woo. I've been reading Beyond Beautiful, which I absolutely love. It is a, not only is it a gorgeous book, but it's about body, the body neutrality movement. And oh. so instead of the idea of like body positivity and body, you know, cause it's a lot of pressure, body obsession, body obsession, but like, it's a lot of pressure to like, love your body no matter what. And the idea is yeah. like, we, our focus shouldn't be this much about bodies. And like, we have to shift the whole culture away from even thinking about bodies. And it just talks a lot about like how your self-esteem should not be rooted in anything physical. And like, we have to take Mm -hmm. all the physicality 
away from what we deem good or bad. It's it's a beautiful book. It's so well-written. I really, really love her. She also has an absolutely amazing Instagram that is well worth looking at. Um, and so we'll link her in the show notes because I, I also can't think of her name. Um, but that's, I'm reading that right now. And then I've basically over the last month read every single period or fertility or feminine related book I can get my hands on. And I've been listening to them on Audible. And my husband is like at his wits end because he's like, I cannot hear anything about periods. Like I'm walking around the house, like listening to my Audible and he's like, please stop. Like, oh, you don't have your headphones in? <laughs> no, I just walk around with it like open, open air. <laughs> do you have earbuds? I do, but I never use them. I've oh. got, I've got to start using them because yeah. they would really change my whole life, especially to do like meditations in the bathroom. Tub. I'm like, I've been thinking a lot about that. I don't know. I don't know what my like aversion is to them, but I will. I will need, use them. You need me or Nathan to set them up for you. Yes. You just need like. Oh, he what? took them and on a trip with them recently. Oh, so my I'm goodness. like, oh, I know I need to use them. Yeah. You'd love them. So yeah, that would add some privacy to your period <laughs> books. Um, well, what ones are you liking? I really want to read The Fifth Vital Sign, which that's the one that's on my list, but I haven't read it yet. I I still love Woman Code, which I've kind of like gone back and through. And then I've actually been reading the period repair manual, which hmm. it's um it's more about it's the same. It's about fertility and just like knowing these things about your body, eating certain foods, like working out at certain times of the month, respecting your phases of woman, respecting that you're gonna have different cycles and ups and downs. And like, you know, I think it allows for more forgiveness in, in days where you're moody and you feel like garbage. And, you know, that is going to happen if you're mm-hmm. uh, like your hormone, it's hormone based. And, you know, just your, that your hormones have this thing to do with your health that, you know, they're not separate. Like you have to pay attention to the way your hormones are fluctuating because it could indicate that something is not right. So things like that. But basically the period repair manual has to do with like PMS should not be your norm. You shouldn't have the, like a two week stretch of just feeling like garbage. And like, if you do, then like these are things. That's information. It's information that yeah. maybe you need more magnesium or maybe, you know, these little things things that can help you. Mm-hmm. And then the other book, the last book I'm going to mention is The Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ford. And that one has to do with like integrating your shadow. And I just find it a really useful companion to, you know, we've we've learned all about our personalities and the Enneagram and, you know, astrology and all that. And I think it's just a really useful tool to integrating the aspects of yourself that you don't like as much, but that are still there and like being okay that that's who you are and that you have that. Like we're never not going to have things that we don't like about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's important to acknowledge, accept, and forgive those aspects of ourself. And that is just a really beautiful guide and how to do so. Oh, okay. So how do you read all these books? <laughs> when I, do you read them? I mean, again, I'm walking around the house with my phone, like literally <laughs> in my hand, like doing laundry. You know, I do a lot of Audible um, okay. these days. I almost don't even have, to, I am reading the physical version of Beyond Beautiful. And I think mm-hmm. that's an in an effort to get away from my phone a little bit. I bought, I bought three physical books to read for the future. That's the first one. And I'm going to try to switch to audible every other month, which I am guilty of buying. Like I, I pick up those $30 packages where it's like a three for one. I do that all the time. Mm. So I have read so many books this year and it's a lot of information overload, but uh, most, most of the time audible and I listen in the car. I I like create hours in a day to read. Honestly, I Mm -hmm. don't know how I do it, but it's definitely because I multitask. And so I'm trying to be a little bit more present with myself and read an actual physical book for. Yeah. You can't multitask when you're reading an actual book. No. I mean, you can't fold laundry and read. I have tried. I've literally held it open with my knee before to try to fold laundry, <laughs> like a physical book. It doesn't work. <laughs> okay. Well, you. I think that you can multitask a little bit more with a fiction book. Like sometimes you get sucked into a story. And like, I know when I was a kid, like I'd like walk between classes and like reading a book or like you can 
eat lunch and read a book when it's a really good story. But I don't think you can do that with personal development. Like it takes all of these like self-improvement, like information, nonfiction books. Like it takes a lot of energy to read them. It's so true. I mean, the the first physical book that I picked up when I went to go buy the uh, like hard copies of books, I picked it up. I don't know what it is. I cannot speak to it at all, but I will tell you it's on my list of, and it's called How to Do Nothing. And oh. it's because I'm so tired of tr- doing stuff at this mm-hmm. point. I'm a little bit burnout, spun out on all this like self-development, self-reflection. Like there's got to be I'm definitely, I'm definitely really genuinely trying to move into the phase of do less and stop a little bit. So I think the self-development the is like, in you is like, thank you. Finally, yes, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Let me guide you to the water. We're going to lay here for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. So well, I'll let y'all know about that one. I cannot, I have no idea what it is, to be honest. It has a pretty cover. I sometimes will be honest. I do judge book by their covers and pick them up and I mean, nowadays, I think you just can't use the don't judge a book by its cover because all covers are, I mean, like you can't go into a bookstore and all the color covers are so beautiful now. So beautiful. I could live in a bookstore. I love it. Love it. Well, I do live in a bookstore because my house has (laughs) just exploded with books recently and it's, I'm at a point where I'm really overwhelmed by it. Books and crystals. And I saw like a little thing the other day that was like, maybe the crystals are addicted to me like Ooh, maybe <laughs> yeah maybe and I was like that's that's right like uh-huh. it's the crystal's fault but I'm about to I, one day this week I think I'm gonna like grab all of the books and all of the crystals and like l- do a little Marie Kondo like I'm not gonna try and get rid of anything yeah. but just like get everything in one place so I can really see what I'm working with here and then like that's a great idea yeah and then I gotta start reading so for me for books um I think like all-time books. My One of my favorite woo books is Big Magic by Liz Gilbert. It's just, oh, you've read it, right? Yeah, yes. It's yeah. So... I've read it this last year. Okay. The first time I read it, I read it out loud to my son when he was Aww. like seven months old. That's he cute. would like sit in my lap and just, he liked, he would just sit and we'd only read it like 15 minutes at a time. So it took a long time to get through and it was just really good experience. And that's why I said the thing about like giving away my idea for my app, because in Big Magic, she talks about ideas and genius being something that come to you. There are opportunities and you have to be ready and willing to grab them, but also that ideas can visit other people. And if you don't want to take on an idea, like it will find another person to go with. So true. And the way that she personifies some of these things that we experience, and a lot of it is just magic. It is it just resonates with me so much. So I've, I've read it. And then I also listened to it as an audiobook this year, um, because I just needed like more Liz Gilbert in my life. It's such a good thing too, as we're like coming out with this podcast, cause I know I've self-referenced that a lot in terms of just like not worrying about how many other people are doing the same thing as you and like when, how inspiration, you know, can go to somebody else. If you don't follow through with your idea, like I know my shark tank idea that I've had forever was on shark tank this year. Oh, and yeah? I was like, <gasps> Big magic. Which one? Um, it was okay. This was my big shark tank idea, guys, and it's gone now. So it's out there. Um, basically, you know how if you eat, this is such a fast food junkie, like that I said, when you're eating fast food in the car and you want to dip your fry oh, into the sauce, it needs to have a lid <laughs> because like ha- like you peel back the sauce and then it's like all over your car, or you know, inevitably <laughs> as you're like trying to drive and eat. <laughs> and so for those people out in the world who eat in their car like I do. (laughs) 
it's a lid for your sauces. And I like, I was like half asleep on the couch and Nathan, like I jarred him so bad because I jumped up and I was like, that's my idea. That was my shark tank idea. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, well, I should have made it. So it was my Liz Gilbert moment. Yeah. Oh, and that's so like perfect for you. That's hilarious. It's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I, I just, I love that book so much and listening to it as an audiobook is is even more magical because she reads it. And Mm. so you can just hear her words, let them like sink into you. And I, I find it very affirming that, um, these magical elements just exist within us and within the world. And as a writer, I think it's funny. I, there's probably a lot of different fields that people say things similar to, but writing is something that you have to sit down and do. And it takes a lot of effort and energy to get to sit down But once you sit down, a lot of times, once you get going, it goes. Mm -hmm. And it's the getting to the space to let it go that you have to, that that's the work. And so Big Magic talks a lot about that and just making um, appointments with genius and contracts with genius. And also it talks a little bit about dealing with the shadow side and like how to work with the negative voices in your mind. So I really, really like that book. Um, Another one that I listened to recently, but I feel like is like an all-time favorite is this I know for sure from Oprah? Oh, and I listen to it as an audiobook Oprah. because she's her voice, and I mean, it's just so good. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend that one. Things that I'm reading right now, and these are um, both in hardback, so it's gonna take a while. Like I've cracked them open. <laughs> I don't know if I can call it reading, but I just picked up Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm-hmm. Have you read any of his? Yes, books? I've read that one a, a while back, but I read it on Audible. I mean, it's a, those that is some heady stuff. It's like really it's, big. And it's definitely like high concept, but it is it has like a way of making you feel free. when you listen to Joe Dispenza because Mm -hmm. it makes you feel powerful and it makes you just kind of like realize the extent of our minds in a way that like it's almost too hard to even comprehend. So it's like I would recommend it and like I think I did that one in small doses like amidst other books. Mm -hmm. So have something else that's a little bit more like casual fun. But I mean, I guess you're physically reading it. Yeah. It's going to take me a while, but yeah. I'm seeing him speak at a conference in November. Oh, you're, uh, that's going to be, I'm, I'm so jealous. Like, oh, I think he's good. just really, he also has a great voice. Like I think he reads oh, his he own read book. Uh-huh. Okay. And he's got, um, he's just got a very like powerful, great presence. Yeah. yeah. He's got it. And he's got an amazing story. So I'm excited to get more into that one. Yeah, actually it's funny. Elizabeth Gilbert, Joe Dispenza and Gabby Bernstein are at the event. Oh my gosh, I girl. Know. I'm jealous. I know. How cool. So I need to, I need to read some Gabby Bernstein. Have you I've, ever read no, it? I've, I own like three of her books. I haven't read her them. new one's coming out. I can't wait. I've, I'm like pre-ordering that one's about it. Manifesting. Super. Tra- They're all about manifesting oh, really? actually. Okay. So the universe has your back is like, those are great basic guides to manifestation, but they're, um, Gabby Bernstein. Yeah. You'll, which one of hers do you have that you're trying to read? Is it, there's the universe has your back. I have that one. There's, there's another one. There's the other one. Well, oh, a judgment detox. I judgment really want to read. Did you read that one? Yes. And I did the work for that one and it has to do with like the tapping. Oh. Um, and it has to do with the, you, oh my God, it shocked me. Not because I did it with the same time as one of my clients, Melissa, who you've heard me talk about before. Yeah. And Melissa is, into, she's like a woo guru of mine because she's always into something. And we did it at the same time. And it was so fun because we like talked about it and how we were like actually doing the work. And it leaves you with this like, 
you realize not only how much we sit there and make snap judgments about other people all day and how yeah. icky it actually makes us feel, but you realize how often we judge ourselves yeah. and how like integrated the two are. And I honestly could reread that one now. I probably am due to reread it because there's not much out there like it. And it definitely, it's hard. It's not hard work, but it's, it's just something we aren't aware of. Like that's a great book. Yeah. yeah. I need to go back and find what podcast I listened to where she was talking about her different books because I honestly like the title judgment detox. I was like, no, that's not for me. <laughs> that sounds negative. It yeah. sounds like too much work. And I judged it. I judged the heck out of that title. <laughs> but now having heard her talk about it and you talk about it, I feel like it's something that is really at the core of like what I believe when we talked about bodies, even, you know, it's something that like, I think that we love all bodies. And so I just want to, um, yeah, I would love to get more into her books. And then the other book that I picked up recently that I'm really into is The Power Source by Lauren Roxburgh. Mm -hmm. And that's about the pelvic floor. Yep. But she also references Abraham Hicks like in the intro. Yeah. So she is all about Abraham Hicks and the pelvic floor, which are like, <laughs> that's like a crossover of two topics that I'm really interested in and that like apply to things in my life right now. So I really like her book. I haven't gotten to, I've like, she's laying the groundwork where I am right now. And so it's all about like, believing what your beliefs are and, yeah. you know, subconscious and all of that, where I'm ready to get into like, okay, but how do I like release my muscles and like stretch? And, and I read good? the book, but I didn't, I haven't, I have not done much. the exercises. I don't know what my resistance is to that because I definitely need to do it. Cause she talks a lot about like jaw tension too. Like yeah. there's, there's like, I think is it six or eight different points of the body where it's not just the pelvic floor, but like places where when you're, you can be weak by being overactive in the muscle or you can be weak by being underactive. And a lot of it has to do, you're right, with holding like tension. Holding tension. And it has to do with like emotional release. And so she's big into like the myofascial release and like the tension, you know, the balls that you like can use on your back or the little um rollers, body rollers, foam rollers. Foam rollers. But and baths. She's huge into baths. She has all these bath mm. tinctures at the end of the book. And I'm like, oh, you know, I love a bath. Um, but yeah. for whatever reasons I've had resistance to doing the probably the things I need to do most as we do. I love foam rolling. That's definitely something that I do and I, it's painful, but I like it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that I need to get, I need to finish her book, book because I think I could get really into her stuff. And I've watched her on Instagram and watched different videos and it's like amazing. Plus it totally fits in with my idea of like wanting to do the easiest workouts possible because she she's that, all about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about her. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to both do that and get back to y'all. I'm curious to know too, like how improved I would feel because I think that definitely, it speaks to stuff I want to improve and do. Yeah, because like, okay, I mean, it's a little tricky because I honestly think that if somebody had, if open, if somebody opened up a rollout and like stretching studio, we would be the first people online. There's another business idea. Like, <laughs> what is it just like, here, we're just going to stretch and go easy. Well, now that's the big thing. There's, a, I think just in town, they've opened all the places. Stretch what? Lab. Yeah, what? it just opened. Yeah. Oh. It's like literally there's three I of them. I created Big it. magic, girl. That big magic. <laughs> <laughs> that big magic. Okay, well, we have to go. Yeah, I've heard it's like, I think it's exactly that. So I don't know, maybe it would be good to have somebody else like guide you in it. That's um, totally what know? it is. I mean, I used, well, when I used to go to private Pilates, um, I would always, we would like spend half the time yeah, rolling she out did. And I went with her too and she did, does do a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, 
it's just having some the accountability or like even if you are rolling out or stretching, even just setting a timer is really yeah. helpful because it's easy to like talk yourself out of it and be like, this isn't doing anything, but it is. Do- yeah. Yeah. We'll have to go. Okay. We'll get back to you all on that. Okay. Well, Jordan, do you have like any apps or yeah, let's talk about apps. So I do. I love my newest one is the pattern, which I think mm. we've, we've talked before about the co-star app, which is like the astrology app that most people have. And we find it to be very negative because it's always telling us bad things about ourselves, but you, it tells you, it's a good guide to have like your sun, moon, rising sign, like on hand, if you're not familiar. And then if you're doing like any kind of deepest astrological work, it tells you your houses and everything. And so that's, it's good to have the charts. I've, yeah, so I use it for that, I use. but I don't use it necessarily for my daily horoscope. I like the pat, the pattern because it gives you these like lengthy, beautiful answers without even explaining the transits. So it's kind of nice for people who don't care as much if like, you know, Jupiter opposes Mercury today or like whatever. It's more for people who just want some guidance in their life. And so I really like the layout of the pattern and it tells you like how many days you're going to be dealing with a certain transit, which I think is cool because it's like, you've been dealing with this for a hundred days and you have 15 more, or you've been dealing with this for 15 days and you have 200 more. And it, mm-hmm. it kind of gives you these like, and you can kind of see how you've been dealing with these things. And it's, is a nice little like wrap up. And then there's, they also talk about like the collective. So you can see what like the bigger picture things are, like what in society we're dealing with. And you can see how those things kind of play out hmm. as somebody who loves patterns and loves uh, yeah. research that appeals to me. Um, I also love, I think we have a, a ton of the same, so I'm not going to get into, I'm going to let know. you know we do. I, I, cause I love the my flow app, okay. which is the period one, which is kind of goes with all my period books that I'm into. Is that the period one that you've used? It is because that's okay. Alyssa Vitti's app. Okay. Um, and so she's the one who wrote Woman Code and I feel like hers is the best one, but I also do the, it's kind of woo. I do the, like my form of birth control currently is the t- thermometer thing. Mm-hmm. And so- Do you use like Daisy? Is that what you- I don't use Daisy. Oh. I use the Natural Cycles is the okay. other one. So that's the one I use. And then I feel like that's kind of woo. I mean, some people would definitely be like, that's pretty woo girl. You're going to be pregnant. It's funny um, because it's <laughs> pretty woo, but it's also like just really old in the way that yeah. people used to do it. Yeah. And, so yeah. And that's how a lot of things that are woo are. Hopefully it works. I think like while it it's It doesn't like, actually. I mean, it works, but yeah. it has a chance to not work. Oh yeah. For, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be a backup method. And so that is one of them. And then one of my tricks, and this is like something that I do, and this is my pro tip for all y'all is like, if you have a site you like to go to, for instance, I love Chani Nichols for, um, astrology and she comes out with like monthly um, readings, you can save it as a bookmark on your home screen. And when you do that, it looks just like an app and then you can put it into your app folder. So I have a woo woo folder. It's titled woo woo. (laughs) And I put all of my like moon calendar and everything's in there. And I also put certain sites in there. So I do Lacey Phillips work and she does not have an app, although I'm sure that they're probably working on that. So I save the pathway there. That way I can go instantly and be right into my deep imaginings or I save the Chani Nichols one so that I can look up my, the horoscope that I want to read is right there. Yeah. So that's my pro tip is like save them to your home screen as buttons and then put them into the folder that you use for your woo-woo. Because then as you're experiencing it, it's just an app. Like you just It's just an it. app. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem any different to me. That's awesome. Well, I kind of categorized my app suggestions, favorites as outer connection and inner connection. And I'm going to say that Instagram is my number one woo app, which I feel like <laughs> no one else feels that way. But I just, I mean, I've been sharing my life on the internet since 2009. And I first made 
some genuine friendships via Twitter. And then it was through blogging and then very slowly through Instagram and Instagram. My experience of Instagram used to be that it was just like my photo album. And then it was my internet friends that joined. And now it's like this thing that everybody joins and I feel like everybody hates on it. We're all addicted to it. And then everybody's like, ugh, Instagram. But I don't feel that way. I really love when I'm on it. And I, that's not to say that I don't mindlessly scroll and I don't catch myself feeling like brain dead. Yeah. I mean, and it's down like a an icky hole. feeling sometimes, but I, most of the time I'm just like, Oh, that means I need to put my phone away. Like, yeah, I love flipping through magazines and cutting things out of magazines. Yeah. And so my experience with my feed is very similar to that. And I, there's just so many people that I genuinely like love and care about on Instagram now that it like, really lifts me up. And I like to, I mean, I have like some elements of like law of attraction and the secret, like in my experiences with Instagram in the sense of like, I just trust, like, I don't really hate the algorithm. I'm like, whatever, whatever's happening is happening. But like the things I'm meant to see, I'm meant to see. And then I also like, will go through who I'm following sometimes and like, oh, I haven't seen their stuff in my feed in a long time. And I'll just start liking everything that they've posted recently. So then they'll start showing up again. So I feel like I have like, I have a really fun, enjoyable experience with Instagram most of the time. That's not to say that I don't need to take a break from it every once in a while. I definitely do. But it's the thing I feel a lot of connection to other people through. And then the other thing, which is more new for me, I've started using Marco Polo Mm. to speak with a handful of my girlfriends. Um, And you and I talk on Marco Polo quite a bit, but there are these, this just group of women who they don't know each other. It's all like a one-on-one connection, but there are friends of mine that I've had for years, but now people have had kids and we all live on different time zones mm-hmm. and everybody's got their own lives. And so Marco Polo is a walkie talkie app essentially with video. And so when I have a moment, I can save a video for my friend. She can watch it whenever she yeah. has a moment and then she can get back to me. And so it's this back and forth with other women that I haven't had in so long. I don't, you know, I used to like chat at people at work, chat with people at work. And I used to like call people on my drive, on my commute home and like connect with other friends. And like, we, I don't even email friends anymore. There's something too. It's like a diary aspect of the Marco Polo. There's something about it because you're not in real time. There's a lack of self-consciousness totally that I feel like people are like, well, why wouldn't you just FaceTime? There is something, cause I kind of was like hesitant with Marco Polo, but Mm -hmm. you kept talking about it. It's like, oh, we'll try it. And I love it. I wish I had more friends on there. Like I try to get my two best friends on there because you know, we live far away. We have like a text stream going, but like, it would be so nice. I think we would feel more connected because it does make you feel quite connected. And you're able to share this like bit of like the stretch of information and then you receive it, but it's like at a time that's convenient for you. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how often it is convenient for you. But when it's the idea of having this conversation, it's like, oh, I've got to carve out 30 minutes for a phone call or a FaceTime that you don't really feel like doing. And it's like all the things don't come to you in that moment. And so there's a really nice element of the Marco Polo like ping pong. 
Yeah, because you don't, I mean, one, you can get very like stream of consciousness and just like kind of blabber on and like work something out for, I definitely process information better and my problems best when I'm talking it out, which is great when you can go to a three hour lunch with a girlfriend, which I used to do all the time. And I, that's just not part of my life at the moment. It will be again someday. I know it will. But now it just, it slides right in to where I can get like my five or 10 minutes of just like verbal vomit of like, this is what's happening in my life. And then there's a pause, there's space. And then when my friend will get back to me, it will be this like three sentence takeaway that they're, okay, this is what I'm hearing that you're saying. This is what I think you should do. And then it like just is so much easier. And yeah, you can kind of just... I don't know, you can fit in, you can, you know, talk while you're folding laundry or whatever yeah. and listen, you know, I'll like put it in my cup holder and listen while I'm driving Yeah, because you don't actually have to like see the person's no. face unless you're like doing a try on or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are the two apps where I feel like a good connection to other people. And then as far as like apps that help me find connection with myself, my flow, I definitely use um, for managing, like not managing, but knowing more about like what's going on in my cycle. And then I use moon calendar for knowing more about what's going on with the moon. Both of those are really pretty and easy to use. And so I've enjoyed using them a lot. And then the other one is for my occasional meditation practice, the insight timer I'm really liking. You can set all of these different parameters for insight timer and you can change the sound and the countdown. And so I aspire to have a meditation practice and insight timers on there for me when I'm ready to do that. Yeah. Insight timer is a good meditation one because I have so many options. It's free. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. As is well. it free? It is free. You could, there's paid options, but there's so sure much free content. Yeah. Oh no, you should go back and not do that. Cause there's, a, there's some free content. You know, I always get talked into the upgrade. <laughs> You're like, it's better. It's mm-hmm. better. That's like when, um, when Nathan had to explain to me that like, 409 and like knockoff 409 are the same but like I didn't want to believe it because I was like no this is not the same the cleaner yeah like 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 I he will buy off brand of everything oh, you know and yeah. I'm like no and he's like no Jordan have the time they are made in the same like factory, factory. <laughs> they just like and I'm like but that label doesn't look like name brand like it's such a like it's I have that same tendency I think <laughs> All right. Where do you want to take your favorites next? Okay. Let's take it to, oh, let's go to podcast next. Oh, okay. I feel like I don't have that many podcasts like that. I'm just like adoring right now, which is like, okay, we have our own podcast, but, um, well, sometimes when you're making something, you have to take a step back from that thing. Like I definitely haven't consumed as much since we've been doing our own, but I think also I listen to a lot of audible and also I'm, when you're doing the podcast and you're editing it, it's like, that's a lot of listening in general. So, so while I have taken a step back, I still do. I love the Goop one, you know, but I really love their new podcast, The Beauty Closet. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. They've only had three episodes, I think so far. So I'm guessing they're trying to build like a little bit of their own. They're definitely because like, the they men. have the Goop Fellas, which I I haven't subscribed to that one. I've Me listened neither. to one, but the Goop Beauty Closet I really love because their focus is on like what like the first episode is just explaining what in general clean beauty is. They interview Gwyneth for that one, which I think is always interesting to when you hear from her. Yeah. Um, and they talk a lot about clean beauty, what their whole what their what what the whole shift has been in the culture lately, and it's been very interesting. And then they've done um, the second one. They had a person person on from like the environmental working group. And I think there's only two episodes right now or no, they have, they've also had Miranda Carroll, um, who does uh no knee or 
Benoni Glow, whatever her, Cora Organics is her brand. Um, but anyway, so they have like all sorts of people on to talk about like, I just like the idea of like where beauty and wellness meet. And I feel like it's that perfect kind of niche podcast for that. Um, but also like kind of demystifying goop because I think for years people were like, oh, it's just so expensive and it's so this and that. And like, what's the difference if this says it's good and that says it's good, you know, clean or whatever. And I Mm -hmm. like the fact that they're demystifying clean beauty because I know we've had our own questions about it. Like, what does it even mean? And I like listening to that as somebody who's in that industry. I think it's like, they've taught me even like, I've had this feeling for a long time that when they had the environmental working group lady on, she talked a lot about hairstyling and she talked about, I think she talked about lightener or, you know, essentially we call it lightener in the behind the chair, but it's really bleach. Like, oh. honestly, it's bleach. Lightener yeah. is bleach. They're the same. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, it's a nice way of saying you it. rebranded it. It's a rebrand. It is. <laughs> and it's like, we're like so scared of saying like peroxide, you know, and this and that, but it's like, you know, that like, there is no such thing as natural hair color. It does not exist. I mean, there's henna, but even henna is like garbage for your hair. Like do mm. not use that. But you know, yes. But she talked about like lightener being an irritant, but not being as like endocrine disrupting as the hair color. And so I was like, I've always oh. felt that way. Like, like, you know, I'm allergic to hair color now from using it for so long. And yeah, that's what I have like Mm. chap wrists all the time. But so prolonged exposure to the chemicals. So really it's probably worse for hairstylists than ever the person receiving the service, but it's a concern people have. And I just thought it's so interesting. It's like, let's just make everybody blonde. Like it's only an irritant, you know, as opposed (laughs) to like an endocrine disruptor. But I thought that was so interesting. And I learned that from the Goop podcast. So that's kind of my, or the Goop beauty closet is what it's called. So just a question on that yeah. since I have you here. Um, which is better for your hair, like health? I mean, it depends. It depends. So if you come in with like level one black hair and you want to be a level 10 platinum blonde, like there's a no, it's mm-hmm. like not a reality. It really mm-hmm. isn't. Like you're mm-hmm. never, you're not going to be able to do that without completely like stripping the every layer of the hair, like mm-hmm. the the, you know, cuticle, the medulla, the cortex, like it's all gone. And so you might end up like with that color, but you may not end up with hair by the end of it. So like, it just depends, but you could also like somebody like you who has like a natural lighter level hair, you know, to make you like lighter, we could use, I could use a developer as gentle as six volume developer, which like in layman's terms, that's basically a diluted developer. And so, whereas like a 40 volume, if that, if that difference makes any sense to you, like mm-hmm. would be what I would use on the person with black hair to get them, you know, lifted up as high as I can. Mm-hmm. I mean, that may not actually be what I use, but does this make sense? So it's like, yeah. I could use a six volume, which is super gentle and not really going to hurt as much, yeah. but obviously any kind of something that you're putting on the hair, um, it's doing something to your hair. Like it's changing I mean, it. it depends. Like some, some sit on the surface of the hair, like mm. as far as colors go, some sit inside the actual, like like when you're doing gray coverage, that's permanent hair color. Mm. You know, when you're doing a gloss, that's maybe a demi-permanent hair color. So that sits on the outer layer of the hair mm-hmm. and makes it shiny, makes that cuticle lay down. When you're doing that work that needs to cover the gray, it has to penetrate much deeper. And so you need a higher peroxide mm-hmm. and you also need, it's a, the actual chemicals in the color are penetrating much deeper. So anyway, that's a chemistry lesson, but wow. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Gosh, you're so like, <laughs> it's so interesting and fascinating to hear you talk about something that like 
uh, so many people experience getting their hair colored, but like, we really have no idea like what you're doing. You know what I yeah, mean? It's and probably, no it's, appreciation for like all of the science that goes behind it. Well, I appreciate it. you saying that. Sometimes, sometimes people do think they know and I'm like, you don't and no. <laughs> <laughs> I just go in and I'm like, do whatever you think. <laughs> you really are. I love that. That's my, that's my soul clients right there. <laughs> I'm like, you probably know better than me. Let's hope. <laughs> Cause my hair would be a mess. Okay. Well, what up? So that's your main. That's podcast. my podcast of the moment. Yeah, that's it. That's good. I'm gonna check that one out. I, you know, mine feel a little bit repetitive from my books, but I'm okay with it because I really love Oprah's Super Soul Conversations, and that those podcasts are ones that like I'll see them come up, and I will only listen to it every so often, like when I need some Oprah and some like soul in my life. Which, yeah, you know, those are. I feel like I don't want to be like super multitasking. Those are like great to listen to on a walk. And so they're like, I try to listen to different stuff based on like what's going on in my life. I actually love that on a Sunday. Oh, <laughs> I love it on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> that like literally never occurred to me. Okay. I'm going to give that a try. And then the other one, which doesn't exist or is like, they're not updating anymore, but magic listen- lessons, magic lessons by Liz Gilbert is a follow-up podcast. I think they actually started it before her book came out to like help promote it. And it only had a few seasons. And it's interesting because it's a lot of the same content from the book, but she talks to people who are having these problems a lot like in artistry or um, creating something or writing. And then she brings in different experts to help answer the questions. But um, somebody told me that she said she'll never do another podcast again because it was just the same question over and over again, which was people were trying to overcome their fear. Like it's yeah. like, it's, the, you know, all of the different scenarios were all different, but at the end of the day, it was just overcoming your fear. And how do you do that? You got to do it. I have to listen to that though, because I do think Liz Gilbert, the, the, the magic in Liz Gilbert is her in an interview off the cuff mm-hmm. because she is so sharp and so quick. And the things she comes up with on the spur of the moment. And they are, you can just sense, I mean, they maybe think she's thought about for a long time in a deeper context, but yeah. her way of placing them in a conversation is like pretty genius. She's magical. Yeah. And I feel like she's really connected and tapped in. And I feel like she is able to see things in somebody's scenario, which, you know, you're bringing a problem to an expert and then it's their job to solve it. But she reflects it back to them so much of like, well, this is what I hear you saying, but I'm challenging you to try this. And she gives assignments. And so it's a nice one to listen to all the way through and just kind of like, it's like listening to volume two of Big Magic. Right. So it's one I would definitely recommend. But I also haven't been listening to as many podcasts lately. I kind of go back and forth between like listening to podcasts and then listening to audiobooks. And then like I'll do one and then I'll switch back and forth. But I love Goop. And I think some of the episodes I've loved recently, um, well, Lacey Phillips was on, which was a really good interview. And then um, another one that I really loved was um, the woman who's the author of The Art of Gathering. Mm. Um, have you listened to that episode? I'm sure I have, but what, remind me what she, that book was. So I haven't, I bought the book, but I haven't read it yet. But it's all about her like hypothesis is you 
being like the casual host that just like throws an event together isn't serving you or the people that are participating in your event. And there's a real like formula. I haven't listened to that one. Yeah. It's, oh, it's really good. It's just a totally different way of thinking about it. And it's like one of those things where if you've ever aspired to be like the cool girl who doesn't care and like, oh, I have my no makeup look or like all those things that like, I love, I love the idea of like, oh, I just threw this together. She's like, no, like the real way to throw a gathering is to like think it through and to have a plan and to follow this formula and to be very intentional and to let people know about the space they're in and the other people that are here. And like, just, it made me think of like planning a wedding and (laughs) you've been to the weddings where like, you don't know where you're supposed to sit or like what's going on. And like, I feel, I get so anxious in that scenario. Oh my God, that was actually my wedding. Like we did not (laughs) do assigned seats. And I I was like, I think I regret this. Like, because it was pure, like you could tell people were like, what do I do? do? do And I was like, oh man, Uh, that was inconsiderate. Yeah, Yeah. no, but like you you would love this book then probably because you were trying to be like, cool, do whatever you want. Like, I don't know where you want to sit, be comfortable. But really like what the thing that makes us most comfortable is knowing like what we can do. And then like real connection can come from that. So it's just a really interesting idea of like having freedom in structure, you know, and, and being able to like, so you're not freaked out and worried about where you're supposed to sit. Now you can have a genuine conversation with the person next to you. Yeah. So I'm excited to read that book. Art of Gathering. I'll have mm-hmm. to check that out. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about people. Okay. Other than Oprah and Elizabeth Gilbert. Okay. I mean, my go-to is like who I've mentioned in a billion episodes now is Lacey Phillips just because I do so much of her work and I think it's like I spend so much time with her every week. So I'm like, okay. like, And I think she has such a unique voice in the kind of woo world right now. But mm-hmm. one thing that I actually appreciate from her She talks a lot about like expanders, which as I've established before, are people who are like your role models. And I think a lot about like, who are my role models? And then she also has like a team of healers. Like, you know, like every, every person she has on her podcast that she's interviewing or like people she's worked with and like done. And she does all these different like methods. And I think like something I want to invite more into my life is like my own team of personal healers that are Mm. local. I mean, I have like my massage therapist who I consider a healer. I have like my facialist, you know, which these are like very base level things, but I feel like. No, that's, I mean, but I think that that's like the people that you're going to for like comfort and care. That's totally. And I think, I think maybe like, I think I'm one who's prone to self-care in a way that it's like, I'll buy this product and it will make me feel better. But since I'm trying not to do that in my slow by low by year, I really Mm. want to focus on having more of these experiences. So I think having like an acupuncturist, having like, I'm interested in like, I mean, we went to the Mood by Moss Aura thing the other day and she was talking, I guess. She does gemstone She therapy. does gemstone therapy. Like yeah. I want to go, I want to have gemstone therapy done. I want to like have these new experiences that are things that I, I want to try more of that kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm, I'm trying to invite in more people. So if you are from Austin and you listen to our podcast or, you know, you're aware of other people who do this kind of stuff, please like clue me in on like who I should go see because I'd like to get like a roundup, a list of people. And like, I want those to be my sort of woo people. But that, that kind of comes from the idea of like Lacey Phillips who, and I love her work again. I've mentioned it so much. Like I hesitate to like get into a deep dive of what it is, but I do follow that. And so I really enjoy her. And I, I like her. I like the way she presents herself. And it's not, it's in a very like sophisticated, I like the sophistication of her as mm-hmm. well as it's, it's similar to like the Goop branding almost where yeah. it's like, it's wellness, but that. it's sophisticated, which I really, I enjoy. She, okay, but I haven't done any of her stuff and she intimidates me a little bit. And I, it comes off as like a little bit like strict. 
is that different than how you've experienced? Like, yeah. I'm going to get, I'm going to get into her stuff. Yeah. So it's I'll... definitely different than I've experienced. Okay. There's definitely a formula. Maybe it's, the... she calls it a formula. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely so, yeah, that. that. So there is and an also element the sophistic- of like sophistication maybe just comes off to me as intimidating. Cause I'm like, I can't be that. She's cool. definitely a strong person. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. um, but I find that inspirational. We have a lot yeah. of the same stuff in our charts. Like mm-hmm. we have very similar astrological charts. We actually have very similar human design charts. So I think there's a level of like personality that I resonate with. Like yeah. she considers herself super masculine. I'm like, yeah, I, I feel those things. So mm-hmm. I think I like personify with that. And so that's a part of why I'm like, okay, I, I really like, I enjoy the way she presents and I enjoy the way, right. you know, she lives her design. And then I think I really love, and I first heard her maybe on Katie Dalebout's podcast was, um, Ruby Warrington. And I really love her. She, she's sort of like taking a step back. I know for years she's run a blog called The Numinous, mm-hmm. which was kind of like the first foray into um, all this stuff, like the woo. The woo. It's, a, it's a foray into woo. And yeah. so it's funny because she's kind of stepped back because I think she's a little overwhelmed by, I basically from what I gathered from what she wrote, it was like she's, she's taking a step back from that right now to self-reflect because I think she's a little bit overwhelmed by the culture shift and how so many people are now doing this. And then she feels Mm -hmm. a little turned off by some of the, like, you know, the astrology memes that are like a little bit more like playful and cheesy, but kind of like put people into little boxes. And and I can respect that from her, but I think what I like the most about her and I think what intrigues me the most and something that I long to personify, but haven't quite figured out how to do. I really love the way she approaches her own white privilege. And I think the way she addresses that conversation head on and so tactfully and gracefully while, while acknowledging it and also like presenting a space for people to comment and digest. And I just, I absolutely love the way she's approached that. And I think I don't see that many people doing that. Mm -hmm. It's concerning almost, Mm -hmm. but also I can understand the intimidation. I follow people like Rachel Cargill, who, you know, is like a huge activist in the African-American community. And I feel a little like daunted, like, like, like what how, you, what, how, what, what, what do, do I do? And yeah. so I love the way Ruby Warrington has handled that. And that's something that I would like to embody more of. Yeah. So. And like serving as an example so that you feel a little bit less like, well, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. yeah. And, and I think, you know, the first step is like acknowledgement. So, yeah. I, and I think the way she does that is so beautiful, especially in when you're talking about like a wellness culture and you're talking mm-hmm. about, I think at times it can appear quite tone deaf because you're talking about like, there's a there's a level of privilege just in the fact that you can afford I don't know a treatment like a massage like a I mean gemstone a gemstone therapy <laughs> yeah yeah it's a little bougie and it's yeah. a little bit like ridiculous yeah. so I think like I especially now like delving into the space that's something that I want to have more of and I really like how Ruby Warrington has done that so she's kind of an inspiration to me in that way. And has she written some books? Yes, or? she wrote Sober okay. Curious, which is wildly popular right now. Okay. And that's about her sort of delving into not drinking anymore. And like mm-hmm. she talks a lot about alcohol. I really love that book. And her other book is called, I think it's like a material girl, or a, a mystical girl in a material world is okay. her original book. Okay. And I don't think that one did as well, but I've also read it. And it's it was like, a, it's like a fun kind of play on like, here's all these different modalities and here's how, you know, how to embrace them. Hmm. It's cool. Oh, that's great. Well, I think the wooest person that I've gotten into um, lately is Jess Lively. And I think we've mentioned her a few times, but it's a funny thing about Jess Lively. So she had a podcast, but she's been blogging and on the internet for a long time. And we actually have crossed paths like energetically several times, first in like 
I think it was 2009 or 2010, I had, I was like featured blogger on her website. And I think I did an interview with her on mine. And so that was like back in the day. And she used to write about like minimalism and getting rid of your stuff. And, and she, she used was, to live here, didn't she? She used to live okay. here again. Like, so it was another like path crossing. And I, yeah, I mean, I think I just sort of alluded to it with Lacey Phillips. Like sometimes people oftentimes who have like a similar personality to me, like it can be too much for me or I can just be like, I don't get I've that. never thought about this till just now, but Jess Lively does have a similar personality to you in some ways. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have like a lot of commonalities and like a lot of stuff that we're like into similarly. Yeah. Um, but there's times where like, there's been parts of her like path where it was like, did not line up with where I was in my brain. And so a few years ago, she started to get super woo on her podcast and she was talking about law of attraction and all of this stuff. And she's been on many journeys since, but I got really into it and like did the thing where I like listened to all of her podcasts going backwards and hit a point where like she was doing interviews and it like didn't resonate anymore. So then I worked my way back forwards. Yeah. And so I like listened to all of her content for a while. And then I actually went to, she had an event in Pittsburgh at the beginning of the year. And I, it was like, learning how to speak to your inner voice. And that's like a thing that she's been really into for a while. And I got to go up on stage and talk to my inner voice with her. And so that was like a really cool experience. And it's on her YouTube channel now. That's so so cool. yeah, it's crazy. But I was like, Jess, I know you like we've we've known each other for years. Obviously, I know her a lot more. It's sort of like you talking about Lacey Phillips, like we know these people, right? Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no. Nathan's always like my friends. I Everybody I see on the internet is a friend. I'd be like, oh, I saw that from a friend of mine. He's like, like, is a friend of yours like somebody on YouTube? And I'm like, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow, my friend Gwyneth, yes. <laughs> told me this. <laughs> it's so it's so weird the way that the internet has like changed our perception of people. But I've taken a few of Jess's courses that I would really recommend if somebody's looking to get more into this work. So um, her flow with intention course is really great. And then she has another one called C School, mm. which is more like science focused and little bit more like heavy on knowing like the chemical and astrological reasons why these things are happening. Oh. Um, I liked it. I like the flow one better. Yeah. Um, cause that's sort of like what I'm that's into. You. You're into flow. Yeah. But her focus on inner voice is something that I've really appreciated and enjoyed following, but she's kind of like, I don't know where she is right now. She hasn't been podcasting for a while and she's just kind of like traveling the world. So yeah, taking a break. I know, I which I think it's interesting. Like you mentioned that Ruby Warrington's stepping back. So I think there's like something too, like you put so much out there and we, I don't think we're made to like create content constantly, or maybe some people are with yeah. their human design, but like, I think some people have to like take a step back and breathe for a little bit and recalibrate. That makes sense to me. I mean, yeah. and Jess Lively is somebody who like, she really does a good job of like when she's doing her podcast, like sectioning her show into different seasons. And she refers, she self-references a lot. Like this is season one, Jess, and this yeah. is season four, Jess. And, you know, she, and she kind of gives these like labels to it. So like it would make total sense that she would maybe have to do like a, she's like in a season break. X of yeah. her own life. Yeah. Or of her own life. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes like you do share so much of yourself. Sometimes I think that can get, it's daunting because even in putting this out and, you know, now it's out in the world mm -hmm. and I'm having to edit, I'm, we're maybe like, you know, we're, we batch these episodes. So I'm some, I'm some bit back in terms of like where I'm editing and I'm like, do I even still feel this way? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, but when it comes out, 
what will I be then? And it's like, you know, but the way other people perceive you and we have this idea that we know a person, you know, Jess Lively is your friend, but it's like, she's posted this (laughs) stuff and it's like, you know, maybe she doesn't even feel that way anymore. I don't know. It's such an interesting, it is an interesting concept when it's like you're putting something out for somebody else to consume that is a part of you, but may not also be by the time, you know, we're just ever changing. We're so transient. So it's like, you know, can I commit to being the person I was four episodes ago? I don't know. So I can understand the need to maybe like take that break. and Totally. And I, again, I think it's like a good example of somebody modeling healthy behavior yeah. and like seeing that like y- you're, you're allowed to choose what works for you. And like, you're allowed to step back and be like, well, I'm going to take a break and I don't even know when I'm going to come back. And that's fine because we don't often see people doing that and still, embodying success, whatever that means. So I really appreciate that about her. And I also think she's done when in the podcast, like if you listen to her podcast, she does, she like walks the walk, like in a big way, like she's almost to like an extreme of like the different things that she tries and she does and she believes. And, um, I mean, to what you said, I think the thing that I keep trying to come back to is trusting that whatever I say resonates with whoever needs to hear it. And even if I change my mind, like, that's also part of the process. And like, that's, we're allowed to do that. It's also that big magic. Like, you know, again, it speaks to Liz Gilbert having a podcast for three seasons and speaking to every person and them having the same fear, which is also my fear. You know, like I, I, of course I've got to like, you put it out there. Like it just has, you just have to, or it's like, what's the point of creating it? And like that, you know, it doesn't always feel great to create you know, like, that's interesting. I don't think it does. (laughs) I don't like we leave here and we have like a vulnerability hangover from talking for, you know, Mm -hmm. hours on end. And we don't Mm -hmm. even know what we're saying at the end of it. But it's like, (laughs) I think there's like a, it has like, it's, it has, it has different emotions to it. It isn't always like just this beautiful, like flourished thing. It's like, sometimes it's this, you know, heady kind of contemplative thing. Oh my gosh, it makes me so nervous when you say like, it doesn't feel great to create, but you're right. And I think that it is sort of, um, it's a multidimensional experience. There's a lot of different layers and elements to it. And I think like my, like, I like, I'm like, yes, but then I also put a rose colored filter on it. Like, I'm like, no, but it does feel great. (laughs) I mean, it's going to feel great. It's going to feel great. It does. It has elements of feeling great. I think it's, you know, but it does have a lot of other feelings. It may just be something you have to do. Well, one of the things that we have to do is practice woo rituals. That's something that we have to do to stay on oh, brand, yeah. but also to, to feel good in our lives. So I think that's a perfect place to wrap up is just what are our favorite woo practices that we want to share? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I love tarot. I think that's definitely my top tier, like woo thing that I do all the time that I, you know, abide by. Like it's a, as soon as I get like the, I'll get like a feeling like, oh, I think I need to draw new cards. Like those don't resonate right now. And Mm -hmm. then I start drawing the cards and I'll do different, you know, layouts, I guess is what you would call them. Spreads. Spreads. Different tarot spreads for different parts of my life. I really love tarot decks. My personal deck that I use is the Wild Unknown, which is by Kim Kranz, who is an artist. She specializes in like both watercolor and black and white pen and ink kind of drawings. Mm -hmm. And she has two decks currently and a new one coming out, which of course I'm going to get. And the two that she has are the tarot deck, which is the Wild Unknown animal. I mean, the Wild Unknown and it's animal based. And then she has the Wild Unknown animal oracle deck, which is like animal spirit 
card. Spirit animals. Spirit animals. I want, like, uh, you've only pulled one of those for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want this deck. I didn't I know. I love I that, that deck. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. And then the new one coming out is called Archetypes. And it oh. it is so neat because it's round. Every card is round. Cool. And they are beautiful. And I don't know what they mean. Like, I have no concept of what an archetype deck is. But it's like, I think, you know, the book. You, they come with beautiful books that explain everything. So, mm-hmm. I, but I like the way hers play well together and I like the way they look together. And so that's been like what I've used so far. There's definitely decks that I would like, um, but don't own. I, I moon journal, which I've talked about before. And sometimes I'll take pictures of the tarot spreads and place them in the moon journal. And it's more of an art journal with like some musings in there. Um, so I, I don't like journal in a real way, but I've kind of I've written maybe like four journal prompts in like the last six months. and I've- I have a book I need to give you. Okay. Because maybe I bought it for you and I thought I was buying <laughs> it for myself. But it's called Moonless. Have you come across no. this? No. Oh, okay. I think the woman who wrote it is from Austin. Oh. Um, and it's a beautiful book blue book. Oh, it's totally for you. I think that one of the reasons why I shop is because I accidentally am buying things for other people. Maybe Like I'm like channeling. I'm like, oh no, this is for Jordan. Um, I'm bringing it because it is, it's like a moon journal, but you can like tape things into it and she gives you different prompts. Yeah. I like that already. It's beautiful. That sounds like me. And then I love baths, as we know, and I have lots of rituals surrounding the bath. So if you have any, I really want to try the um, goop bath salts Ooh, yeah, because I've heard pretty. they're I've heard they're really good. Um, and, but I know like they also sell the mustard bath. Which have you tried it yet? No. Oh, okay, you got to try it. So the mustard bath, and they they sell one that's like a higher end version of a mustard bath. And I'm like that looks good too. So I want to try those. And then things that I'm interested, but I don't know really anything about are. Um, sun gazing and forest bathing and so sun gazing I think is like where you like get up with the sun and like you all so you look at a sunrise and a sunset and it's supposed to like recalibrate you I've like Luke Luke Story I think he's very into Mm -hmm. like the biohacking world but he um he talks about like just doing this one simple thing like really will help like your uh circadian your, your circadian rhythms and your hormones and everything so I'm like okay I'm that sounds like not that hard to do. Right. And like also a really grounding Yeah, just experiencing practice. nature. And then the idea of like forest bathing, which I almost picked up a book on, but I'm like, girl, chill with I the I think books. that's just walking outside. I think it's also just walking outside. I so, think it's a Japanese uh, <laughs> term. <laughs> well, I probably don't have to read a book on it, you know, but also probably don't need a book on like how to do nothing. Um, <laughs> but, Maybe you do. But I think those, and then legs up the wall is so oh. funny because I keep seeing people doing legs up the wall. And then my friend Chase was telling me what it actually does does the other mm-hmm. day, although now I can't even remember in context to tell you, but, um, what well, it helps your blood flow recycle. Okay. That's one of the things that physically it does because your legs are always pointed down in yeah. everyday life. And so when you invert yourself, inversions are just really, really good for circulation, for blood flow, for grounding. Okay. So um, legs up the wall. That's mm-hmm. something I want to do more of. It doesn't seem like it would be that hard to incorporate into my life. So. No. And you know what? Wilder would love doing it with you. Kids Aww. love legs up the wall. Cute. Yeah. Okay. I'll have him do it with you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for me, I think some of the practices that I think are my favorite woo things are definitely journaling, just straight up journaling, opening up my note. And now I've started just using my journal as also my notebook. So like everything lives in one space, which that would stress me out. I know it would. I know Jordan has many notebooks and they're (laughs) all categorized, but for me, it just got to the point where I, it's, it's the book I experienced life through right now. And so the cool thing is, is that when I look back on a journal, it also has my notes from like the books I was reading then. And so that's really neat. Um, the other thing that I do infrequently, but I really enjoy is 
a good old fashioned vision board. Mm. And that's something that I just, it's, it's something that I've done for so long that it, when you have something you've done for a really long time, it like helps you integrate your current life with who you were. And so that's something that just feels like something that is me that if life feels out of whack, I can be like, okay, I'm just going to cut some pretty things out of a magazine or print stuff off. Now vision boarding is like totally different because you can like find the coolest pictures of anything ever on the internet and print them out. Didn't used to be like that. Yeah. It used to be like you had, I would like buy like surfing magazines and like random magazines at Barnes and Noble just to have like photos of whatever I needed. Um, Little things I like to do. I really like to light Palo Santo. I've gotten super into that recently. It just smells so good. Mm. And it's like, for me, it's like a little anchor of like a change and, you know, like at the start of the day or whatever. Um, and then playing with my crystals, which I don't really have like a firm practice on. I've gotten really into this girl on Instagram, Illuminate Your Vibe. Mm. She does these like Instagram sales and she's got just the prettiest rocks. And I just keep buying them. So I need to, what I want to do is like have a real practice of like meditating with them or doing something. Um, but right now I just love putting them out underneath the full Do you have any other like products you love? Well, I've started to get really into these not pot CBD gummies. Oh yeah. Oh my, this is like my first experience with CBD. And I followed somebody on Instagram who said that she was buying her second bottle. And I was like, oh, well, first of all, I really like her. I like the stuff she's into. She's a mom and I relate to her. And when she said she was buying her second bottle, I was like, that means that you liked it, right? Like I don't buy a second of a lot of things. Like I get over it. Yeah. So I was like, that's all the endorsement I need. And so I've just been taking those gummies once a day and it's who knows like what is like actually just the experience of taking a little gummy for myself and what is like actually happening the effects you know? of the CBD. yeah I don't know but I just like it's like a little moment of self-care for me yeah I like a very accessible easy delicious moment mm. what about you I do love the Alexa smart flower remedies which like from what I understand they're like blessed water I don't know <laughs> I but, don't know what this is okay they're tinctures and they definitely are like they're very the woo no, I bought them oh. in person. I found okay. stockists in town. So um, there's two shops in town that sell them. You can buy them on the internet. She has maybe like 30 different tinctures. The first one I bought was called like Beauty Number no. 9. And I didn't really know what it was, but I had heard about, I'd heard her on Lacey's podcast. And I was okay. like, okay, flower remedies sound really interesting because the, I love supplements. And so this is like the idea of that, except for I don't, it's just like, a mixture of flowers like soaked in water and brandy and then, you know, a blessing. I'm pretty sure that's what this is. I'm not entirely like, do not get me started. I don't know how to like extract flower remedies, but, um, so it's like, that's the idea of it. And then you put like four drops under your tongue four times a day. And then after like a couple of weeks, it kind of will start working, but it actually gives you like a feeling. And so it's very bizarre because I kind of took it like a skeptical mind. I mean, how skeptical I bought it, but like also I didn't quite know what each of them like, did. So I'm we'll on my see. third one because I did, oh. <laughs> I did my first one was, it was crazy. Like I took the beauty number nine, which was like an anti-aging one. And so I took it for like oh. three weeks and I was like, I started like looking at myself in the mirror. I was like, you know, I just feel like free. Like I don't care as much how I look anymore. Like mm. I think I feel really, you know how like when you, as you age, you start to like worry more and think more like, oh, yeah. these lines and oh, this like 
I wish this were like this. And it's like, I was like looking in the mirror and I'm like, I feel free. Like I feel happy with myself. I don't care what I look like. I could feel free about this. And I was like, I wonder what that tincture is supposed to do. And I was taking it religiously. I was like, whatever. I love supplements. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, so then, then I, only after did I go and look up what it's supposed to do. And it was like, it's going to make you care less about how you look so that you have a more youthful feeling. Cause it's youthful to not care as much. Wow. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> like it was so spot on to the, the thoughts in my head that yeah. I was like, Okay. So I'm like, what else is out there? Yeah. So then I saw ones called Soul Purpose, which were like working on this podcast, which is this like huge passion project. So I'm like, okay, like this is going to give me my soul purpose. No girl, that one messed me up. I was spinning out. I was like, do I need to like quit my life? Like run away? Like I had all these like, you know, that kind of feeling until at the very end of the bottle, I got like a very like crystal clear clarity about my path and direction. Whoa. So that was cool. And then she kind of says to follow that one up with this one called Ganesh, which I'm on now by far my favorite. That one is like confidence in a bottle. It gives you, it's like basically takes that big magic anxiety feeling and like kicks it to the curb. It's like, I'm going to put what I'm doing out there no matter what. Like it's very (laughs) much like puts you on a track to like work hard and kind of like get where you're going. And Mm -hmm. it gives you that kind of confidence not to have that Mm -hmm. anxiety when you put something out into the world. So it's really good compared with the um, sole purpose, but there's so many, there's one called like wholehearted. Mm -hmm. There's one called like, there's one that's like supposed to make you feel in in love. There's one called in love. Like who does, I want that one down the road, but I'm nervous of them too, because sometimes they make you feel weird at first. Like that sole purpose messed me up. I was like, oh my God, my whole life, I'm ready to like put a match to it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) anyway, but I love those. So highly recommend. Oh, I'm gonna have to check those out. The only other thing I was going to mention is yoga nidra, which I feel like is an underappreciated woo practice. Have you ever done it? I I haven't. I mean, I know a little bit about it. Tell us, tell us more. So yoga nidra is essentially a a sleeping meditation where um, you can take a class for yoga nidra or you can listen to a podcast. So I've done both. Used to be that you had to do it in class because there weren't so many podcasts out in the world. And now the one that I actually listen to, I will link on the show notes. And just if you haven't ever been to our website, it's thatsprettywoo.com and you can find the show notes there by clicking the listen button. But on that, there's this podcast like from 2016 that has like four episodes of these yoga nidra, which are basically like a line down meditation where she walks you through different parts of your body and you just relax and breathe. And she says like, try not to fall asleep. I usually do, but it's supposed to help like recharge and re-energize your body as if you were sleeping. So like a 20 minute yoga nidra can be like a three hour nap. Like there's some sort of like magical, um, correlation between like, definitely going to do that. Yes. And I think I got into it really big when I was like a newly postpartum with both of my babies, because you don't have more than 20 minutes to nap. And oftentimes I just felt like, well, if I can't sleep for three hours, I'm not going to sleep. So a yoga nidra like gives your brain something to do, but lets your body rest. Hmm. And so it's, it's really good. Like if you're having a hard time, if you've been stressed from work or whatever, and you need to like unwind before you go to bed, it is an awesome thing to do. So one of my woo favorites. I love that. (laughs) All right. Well, that was a lot of woo favorites. We love hearing from you. Please let us know what are some of your woo favorites. Yes. Let's share more woo goodness. Join us next week. We're talking about another one of our favorite things, manifesting. Thank you, friends, for listening. Please connect with us at thatsprettywoo.com and on Instagram at thatsprettywoo. Make sure you subscribe to catch next week's episode and share our pod with anyone you know who's into stuff. That's That's Pretty pretty woo. Woo.